the Prophet ﷺ during his early period, the way that he treated people was very different from his later period, not because he changed, but because the level of consciousness and awareness of the people had changed. So for instance, there are many hadiths in which the Prophet ﷺ excused the most gross breaches of courtesy. During the time of the Prophet ﷺ, there was somebody who yanked his coat. He was a Bedouin man. He literally yanked his coat. The Prophet ﷺ was light-skinned, and, and because of that, a red mark appeared on his neck. And the Prophet ﷺ smiled and dealt with this man in a very beautiful way. Partly because he understood he was a, a Bedouin, and Bedouin are very rough in their behavior, but partly because people are ignorant. And when people are ignorant, there's a different level of understanding. So Muslims today have distanced themselves so far from some basic teachings that to apply the same hadith that we find in the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ that relate to a later time now would be a gross injustice. And this is something that takes knowledge and discernment of understanding the situation, the level of the person that you're talking to, of who's in front of you. There are many people they have tape recorders and they have pre-recorded messages that they're going to deliver. It doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what your level of education is, this person who's a da'i will come and click, turn on the cassette that's in his brain and then the same thing comes out. Then he's, he wonders why he keeps getting the same responses from people. Because when you're dealing with a human being, you're dealing with a very complicated creature. Each human being is bringing with him or her an entire history. They're bringing with them their childhood. They're bringing with them their relationships with their parents, which is the first authoritarian experience. And some people have very traumatic experiences with their parents, which leads to a certain response to any type of authority that they see in the world. There are other people that had very dysfunctional family situations with uh, siblings, with their uncles, with their aunts. There are people that are victims of incest. There are people that are victims of child abuse. There are people that witnessed uh, their parents constantly fighting. There are people that were abandoned by their father. There are children that have no legitimacy. They don't even know who their father is, which is another type of trauma. There are people that were raised orphans. So each one of these human beings that you see out there has an entire biography. And if you don't take that into consideration when you're looking at a person, that this is a unique human being that has a unique experience of the world. And while as human beings, we have a common experience in the world uh, in terms of being human, of being uh, conscious, we have very particular experiences that give each one of us a nuanced perspective on the world. There are some people that the world has been a wonderful place since they got into it. There was a cartoon that had three fish. One was a little fish about to be swallowed by a middle fish. And then there was a big giant fish about to be swallowed, uh, swallow the middle fish. The little fish says in this cartoon, life is terrible. The middle fish says, it's not so bad. And the big fish is saying, life is great. So people have very different experiences. If you take, uh, for instance, in this culture, minorities, 
that uh, grow up in certain areas in the culture, they have a completely different set of experience of America. If you grow up, for instance, in Harlem or in East Oakland, you will have a very different experience of America than if you grow up in Los Gatos or in the Oakland Hills. If you went to a public school, you will have a very different experience of America than if you went to a private school. If you went to a state university, you will have a different experience of America than if you went to Yale or Harvard. So we're dealing with many, many different experiences of the world when we look at people. The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, when he looked at people, he saw who he was looking at. Mus'ab ibn Umayr, who actually was sent to Medina to, to, in a sense, prepare Medina for the coming of the Prophet ﷺ, learned about everybody in that city. When the Prophet ﷺ came, he sat next to him, and when people would come into his majlis, he would whisper into his ear, this is so-and-so, he's got this position, he's the... And he would inform the Prophet of who this man was, because the Prophet ﷺ did not talk to the Sayyid of a people, the nobleman of a person in the way that he talked to another person. And this is not that he treated people differently. But he said, Umirtu an unazirannas manazirhum. I was commanded to observe the protocols of people. And every people have a protocol. So when you go into, for instance, a judge, contempt of court in a judge, you see, being held in contempt is not the same as if you're in a gathering of a group of people and you start raising your voice because you want to make a point. In a court, you cannot raise your voice like that because the judge will not tolerate it. Why? Because he represents something. And if you don't respect what he represents, then he will fine you, he'll hold you in contempt of court, he'll have you arrested if he has to. And that is, the, every society has these protocols. And if they're not understood and observed, then you're doing a misjustice to the people that you're dealing with. Some of them are fine, Islam accepts them, and other ones that if people became Muslims, then they would throw them out the window. Because not everything is appropriate, but those things that become part of a culture are understood by those people to have a certain import and if they're not honored by other people they see it as a disrespect and that's why a stranger is often excused for certain things.